Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You think bad? Do you think things were really bad for the Democrats after this disastrous election for them on Tuesday? Uh, wait till you see what Biden may be up to next. You want to see parents and voters really erupt. It will make yesterday look like a beach party for the Democrats, what happened to them um, yesterday and the, uh, the day after the election. You want to see a volcanic eruption. Wait till you see the video of Joe Biden yesterday. He may have slipped on something. Democrats will lose like 60 plus seats if this happens. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Thousands of my savvy listeners got a VPN. They're protecting their data today. Get one. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I'm going to get right to it today. I've got that story. This sound by Biden yesterday. You got to hear it. Also, I've got a supercut. Democrats, uh, Joe, learned a lot of lessons on their, um, you know, election day oh, round. Two. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. They've learned absolutely nothing. And I'll prove it to you coming up. All right. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. A busy show today, so Joe. Let's, oh, yeah. Did it, yesterday we did the double bell for oh, the first yeah. time because it was such a great day. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who voted. Hey, listen, just to, before we get into the show and this Biden thing, you need to see because this should scare the hell out of everyone. Just a quick update. I was live on the radio yesterday. I'll be live again today. There's been a small breakthrough. It's not what I wanted. It's not an enormous breakthrough uh, with Cumulus. Um, I will keep you updated. I'm starting a fund. I covered it yesterday on my radio show to start to take care of some of these Cumulus employees and others who were uh, grotesquely fired because they believe they have sovereignty over their own body. Um, so if Cumulus isn't going to take care of their employees, then, then I'll do it. They're not going to step up and do the right thing. Then it's up to us to solve problems, not just uh, complain about them. And I fully intend on doing that. So I'll have some more updates about that. And uh, just a quick thing. I'm, some of the conservative radio hosts out there, I mentioned it during my show yesterday. Um, I want to thank the good ones, Steve Dace, Joe Pag, Sean Hannity, who reached out and others. But there are other conservative radio hosts who are doing nothing at all to assist in this fight against these vaccine mandates. But even worse, some of them out there, notably um, Derek Hunter, that the, uh, the, the seven-foot-tall bag of loserdom, um, he thinks it's funny, you know, taking a shot at me and others uh, for my stance against these vaccine mandates. But don't worry, folks, he's a conservative. And then we got the other show on the 12 where the sports guy and their team are trying to actively undercut me uh, and, and, and get stations to drop my show, which is really nice considering we're trying to fight about a vaccine mandate we thought was a conservative cause. But, you know. I tell you, folks, behind the scenes, it's always a thousand times uglier than it is in front of the scenes. Yep. So, yeah, you know, Joe, unfortunately, has seen it for most of his adult life. The radio business is ruthless. A lot of these people you think are conservatives are, in fact, not. They are just worried about another zero on their paycheck. But moving on to other stuff. Here is video yesterday getting right to it. You want to see parents around the country erupt? Didn't they just do that on Election Day on Tuesday about CRT and that stuff? Oh, boy. You want to see them erupt? Like Mount Vesuvius? Is Joe Biden implying in this video here that he'll he's getting ready to close schools if there's not a vaccine mandate for kids? I don't know. Listen for yourself and you tell me. Check this out. Vaccinating our children will help us keep our schools open, keep our kids in the classroom, learning, socializing with their classmates and teachers. I think every reporter in this room who has a child understands the difference of a child going to school and having to learn from home. It matters. It matters in terms of their not just physical health and mental health. Now, during this pandemic, we've seen just how important being in school is. 
for families and for our country. Did you hear what I just heard? Is this a little, you know, Democrats are, are big on trial balloons. You know, trial balloons, right? They float something out there. They leak it to the press or they give a wink and a nod, subtle implication in a press conference like Joe Biden just did. And they wait to hear if there's going to be any backlash and then they move forward with it. They give a trial balloon before they do the full launch, right? Did Joe Biden just imply that there's going to be some kind of vaccine mandate or something for kids? And that if that vaccine mandate isn't, uh, isn't upheld or, or enforced by the states, that they're going to try to close down schools? Ladies and gentlemen, why would he say it? I mean, he's, he's, he's supposedly the president of the United States, right? I mean, we know he's the Pino, the president name only. We get all that. But he's supposed to be the president of the United States. He doesn't say anything by accident, right? Did he just wink and nod at you that you better get this vaccine for your kids? We're going to shut these schools down again, which would be a de facto mandate. You want to see parents go crazy? The Mount Vesuvius of electoral volcanic eruptions. You go ahead and do that and start tying with their kids' health. You go right ahead and do that there, Joe. You watch what happens. You want to see a landslide in 2022? You think Virginia was a bloodbath? This will be electoral carnage like you've never seen in your life. A tidal wave like the Deep Impact tidal wave I discussed yesterday. Remember Deep Impact? The Taya Leone movie? Daddy, remember that? It'll be that kind of tidal wave. Now, if Joe Biden does this and threatens the states with closing schools or a vaccine mandate for kids or some mix of the two with a become a de facto vaccine mandate, get the vaccine or we'll close the schools, I expect a few things to happen. Number one, I expect an electoral eruption in 2022 where Democrats would lose probably 60 to 70 seats, maybe more. Number two, I expect an explosion in homeschooling, which would so significantly weaken the power of the disastrous teachers unions, the anti-kid, anti-American teachers union, not teachers, teachers unions, the anti-kid, anti-liberty, anti-science teachers unions. Um, they would be devastated. The teachers unions power would be broken their iron grip on destroying the lives of kids over and, and politicians that do it for them would be destroyed. Number three, I would expect a bunch of parents to leave jobs. Why? Because they can't homeschool their kids if they're not home. I would expect a lot of these parents to leave, and that would lead me to number four. A lot of these parents, I would expect, would start forming pods, local pods. It's happening now. You're already seeing it where local parents get together and exchange days to supervise the homeschool operation. I would expect that to happen. And lastly, I would expect mass Democrat defections. I would expect nearly every swing state Democrat in Congress and in the Senate to start to realize that their party is lost. Their party has no future. I would expect an exodus from the Democrat party and mass defections on their side. Will they leave and become Republicans or independents? I don't know that. But I know this. You will likely not see them support the Biden agenda going forward, which would make them de facto Republican votes by abstaining from voting for the Democrat cause. Mark my words, it is time check Thursday, November 4th. If they do that and put in a de facto vaccine mandate, you watch what I told you will happen. Each and every one of those things will happen. Now. The Republicans, Joe, they've pounced. Gee, they've oh, pounced. Republicans, this is a, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> they've pounced. Republicans are now pouncing on this. I'm, it's a joke, of course, yes. if you watch the show regularly. <laughs> but Republicans see what's going on, right? And they see the Democrats um, obeying the famous law of battle when your enemy's in the process of destroying himself. Don't stop them. Don't stop them. Please let them go. So the GOP sees this, that Biden is now going to double down on vaccine mandates. It just came out breaking news as of January 4th. It appears companies with 100 or more employees are going to have to vaccinate uh, their employees. You're going to be have to be vaccinated or you're going to have to test weekly. Um, so here's what's going on now. The GOP smells this. They see what's going on. Like, I smell defeat in the air for the Democrats. So they are now expanding the map. Article in the Washington Examiner, you should read by David Drucker in my uh, show notes today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. Virginia results have GOP believing it can win big in blue territory in 2022. Folks, 
The GOP is now expanding the map. Let me explain to you, having run for office, what this means. I don't want to give you a long, boring, you know, goofy Larry Sabato. Let me tell you something, Jane. Here's what the map looks like. Here's how this really works. There's a lot of national money. Whether you like the process or not, I'm, I'm, it's not what I'm talking about. It's the problem. I'm just telling you what the process is. When you run for Congress, forget about the state races for a minute. When you run for Congress, the United States House of Representatives, there is a lot of national money out there. There are groups like Club for Growth, um, the NRCC, National Republican Congressional Committee. There are a number of congressional PACs where there's a ton of national money out there. That national money does not go into races where there's a Cook PVI of generally like five plus. Now, I don't mean to get too wonky, but Charlie Cook's partisan value index is if you have any intention of running for Congress or getting a deeper dive and understanding how electoral office works in the country, you must understand what the Cook PVI is. It is not a, it stands for the partisan value index. It is, it's not a opinion. It is simply a number that measures how voters in that congressional district vote for Democrats or Republicans on the presidential ballot. So obviously, if you're a Democrat plus five or six, it means there's a pretty heavy lean in that district towards Democrats, right? If it's a D plus 20 or 30, and there are districts like that in San Francisco and elsewhere, you have no chance. Bottom line, national money will not flow in your race. I get this question a lot. Like, hey, we got this amazing candidate running against uh, Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco. Why is nobody giving her money? Because, folks, there's, I'm just being candid with there's no math to win. We should always run good candidates, but there's just no math to win. Matter of fact, even when it's a D plus five or D plus six, most Republican national money stays away. If you read that article, though, you'll find out the district I ran in, which is a D plus six, meaning mostly unwinnable. I, I almost won. I only lost by one point. That Maryland six congressional district is on their heart or their target list now, which says to me, the money people and the donors are like, holy Moses, these Democrats are in such bad shape with these stupid vaccine mandates and all this other crap. They're pulling inflation and open borders that we could win even in districts that have never been touched before. Get ready. Get ready. They keep doubling down on stupid. You can expect stupid to kick them in the caboose. I want you to pay very close attention to that district. Maryland 6. If they win Maryland 6th in 2022, I'm telling you, it'll be a 60-70 uh, seat route by the Republicans. All right, moving on. So it's nice to know after Election Day and the Democrats, uh, Democrats slash media because they are the same symbiote, right? It's like the Eddie Brock Venom thing. It's good to know that the Democrats learned a lot of big lessons. As we say, of course they didn't. These people are too stupid to actually learn lessons. They are so obsessed with the race narrative that the golden rule of battle gets in the way again. When your enemy is destroying itself, do not stop them. Democrats, I'm begging you. I'm... I know nothing. Nothing. I know, Sarge. I know. I'm on one. Please, I'm begging you, Dems. Can you hear me? Democrats, please keep going with this. Everyone's a racist narrative. Please. Please. Key, what do you think? Key? Key's saying, please. Joe, what do you think? Please, please. Joe's on it. Please. Please. Please keep going. We are, Joe, we are begging. We are begging you to please continue with this. So here we go. Here is a supercut from Tom Elliott at Grabian, who I usually talk, call Tom Grabian Elliott, but it's not, he's a great guy. We love Tom Elliott. Forgive me, Tom. You know we love you. Grabian's a great website. Here is a supercut after the election of Democrats. Again, when they're in the middle of destroying themselves, don't stop them. Supercut. Not only are you racist for voting, now you're double racist because Republicans actually won after we called you racist the first time. Check this out. Glenn Youngkin played the race card for a reason because he knows it works on certain white voters. He did stoke white grievance politics to mobilize the Republican base. He's laundered Trump's really sort of disgusting, flagrant outracism. Yep. He's wrapped it in education. Yep. Education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. That's the fundamental problem for these parents and this anti-CRT movement. They don't like the way whiteness is being portrayed in these new, more inclusive lessons. Yeah. This wasn't about those pocketbook issues. This was about 
how white kids feel talking about what black kids go through. The subtext of all this was we can't let these black and brown people run the country. Glenn Youngkin running on critical race theory that he knew hit a chord around race. I think all the CRT stuff is trumped up dog whistling. Some of it was uh, dog whistle racism. The dog whistle messaging that you saw Youngkin engage in during the course of the campaign. CRT is in the, the latest line of school busing, cross-town busing, um, welfare queens. You have it. It's in, that same, it's in that same line. And you saw it in the, in the results in Virginia. This more palatable Republican who still uses the same racist themes that Trump did, he just packaged them in a soccer dad sweater vest model. He's found a way to launder a pretty racist trope, this idea that we cannot talk about America's history because it hurts my feelings. He's turned that into a campaign. <laughs> dude. Oh, dude. Well, dude. Is, this is a Rob Schneider dude. Dude. Remember Rob Schneider? They have seven different ways or whatever to say, dude, the serial killer's sitting around the corner and you're not sure he's there. You're like, dude, this is one of those, like, your enemy's destroying itself, dude. It's like, dude. Just keep going, Dems. Just keep going. This clearly went over very well with Hispanic, black, and white parents. Black voters who turned out near historic numbers for Glenn Youngkin. I'll get to that a little later on the show. It's clearly working very well. So calling people racist has led to more minority voters for the Republicans, um, more Hispanic minority voters, black minority voters, women in the suburbs, white voters, non-white voters, just about every voter everywhere that's breathing oxygen and expelling carbon dioxide. But you do you. You just keep it up. Keep it up. It doesn't it didn't end there. There's more. Here is the 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 best meltdown of the day. Here is Tiffany Cross, who um as Guy accurately pointed out, uh, makes Joy Reid look like a conservative Republican. Here's Tiffany Cross at MSNBC again doubling down with Oh, every one of you. Here, check this out. This is great. Let's be honest. Here's the thing. All those takes are like searching the edges while refusing to see what's staring right back at you. And I can assure you, black voters in Virginia are not shocked by the so-called Yunkin shocker. This isn't about enthusiasm. This isn't about Democrats not doing enough to exercise their base. And this definitely is not about messaging or even about beloved. This is about the fact that a good chunk of voters out there are okay with white supremacy. Let's call a thing a thing. Actually, scratch that. They are more than okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, this morning, you know, I'm here with Gee, and we're just, you were talking before the show. I mean, I'm not generally a morning guy, but, you know, me and Gee, when he's where we'll do some some small talk in the morning. And, um, you know, Gee is... uh, Gee's an immigrant to the country, which is great because I thought we hate immigrants. Get out of here right away. You know, know, my wife had me married to an immigrant too, which is kind of strange how we all supposedly hate immigrants, right? Um, My whole show and life are run by immigrants. Oh, you guys hate immigrants. But we're having this conversation and we were like, this is really insane. Like, I mean, insane, like not just, I don't mean like insane, like a pejorative. I mean, like insane, like the clinical definition. Because I said to Gee, like, what are they actually basing this on? Right. I, I'm not kidding when I ask you both this question, because I already asked you, so I know the answer, but you're, I'm dead serious. Like, have you ever met, like, let me just walk through your scenario, Joe. So you're in the gym, Joe's working out, or Joe, you're at a, an event, you're playing a gig, Joe's playing his guitar, harmonica yeah. like he does. Has anyone ever come up to you and been like, hey, bro, my, my name is Tony. We've got this group and what we do in the group is we celebrate the supremacy of the lack of melanin in our skin, our whiteness. We meet on Tuesdays at eight thirty, dude. Would you? Is that ever? I'm just curious. I'm, is that ever? You ever? You ever had that happen to you? Uh, yeah, I no. think hard. Have you, no, no, you haven't. Okay, Hell yeah, no. me either. Which is really weird because this is a problem. A national cable channel, MSNBC which still has some viewers, like six or seven, right? But it is national, is so convinced it's the biggest problem in our entire country. Um, Voters obviously are laughing at them based on just the pure evidence they keep getting crushed. I I don't think you can find any significant group of people to tell you they've actually run into any of these folks they say are everywhere. But it's strange, they keep insisting they're everywhere. You would think this would be backed up by actual evidence. Like, my gosh, we'll have people on the show yesterday. Yes, I was in the... I was in the local sandwich shop ordering, what do they call them? The hoagies or something? We call them subs up in New York. I was ordering a double chicken grilled sub with, with, with mozzarella and mootsie sticks on the side. And a couple of guys on the line were like, hey, man, 
got this group of white supremacists and we meet on Thursday. You would think they'd have these people on every day, but they can't seem to find them. It's really, really weird. It's really weird, but they keep doing it. Do not get in their way. I was just on bended knee. Dems, please keep this up. Please make your number one election agenda. The white supremacists are everywhere. Please, please. Keep it. Yeah, yeah, yes, right. Good point. He thinks Joy Reid. No, no, Tiffany Cross. Forget Joy Reid. She could be the day. De- make Tiffany Cross the head of the DNC. We love to make Joy the deputy. All right, let me do this. Let me get to my second sponsor. And then I've got a couple more pieces of video for you. One from Jason Whitlock's excellent podcast on the bra- on the on the blaze. Excuse me. There's a, a woman I just learned about today, Shamika Michelle, who, man, does she blow these idiots up. She happens to be, you, I know, Joe's already seen it because he got to cut it. Man, does she blow them up. That's coming up next. She happens to be a black female, which, again, doesn't matter to us conservatives, but the liberals are obsessed because white supremacists are apparently coming for her everywhere. Interesting. She doesn't seem to find that. She happens to be black. Very strange. More on that coming up. Also with Jameel Hill tweet. That's always a good source of humor, Jameel Hill. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Okay, so um, here's MSNBC yesterday again. So if you watched yesterday's podcast, we played a, a video cut of Nicole Wallace, uh, you know, former right-wing grifter who's now turned to MSNBC because she couldn't get paid in the right anymore. Nicole Wallace hilariously saying on MSNBC, you know, the Republicans fought CRT and it's not real. CRT is not real. It's not real. So watch this panel today. Now they're forced to admit it is real. So what is it? Is it real or is it not real? By the way, CRT is real. Racial essentialism and the idea that the white male patriarchy is the source of power and knowledge is a construct of power are very real Delgado, Crenshaw, CRT principles. It comes from critical theory, critical race theories, an offshoot of that. I promise you, these are very real concepts. Now, are they real in that what they're saying is true? No, it's totally fictitious. But the fact that they develop these sick concepts is very real. Here's MSNBC uh, finally starting to acknowledge it. Yeah, you know, if CRT wasn't real, the Democrats could have won on just saying, hey, show me what CRT, and they couldn't. Check this out. If you've got people going, oh, well, you know, they're just, you know, using this, that this is a cudgel and it's, you know, it's not real and CRT is in the, okay, we'll give you that. Then why don't you have a counter narrative? I was going to say, <laughs> if why? you're making something why? up against them, have a counter narrative. Right. If you're making something up that's not true, I'm going to just, I'm going to chase you all over the state, mock and ridicule you, and people are going to be laughing at you. The fact that he kept bringing this up and Terry didn't have an answer other than say parents shouldn't be involved in their kids' classrooms. Oh, my God. This is real. And if, if it's not real, then that's just pure malpractice by Democrats from coast to coast. Terry's mistake about parents shouldn't be involved in the classroom. There you go, folks. Even the hapless Joe Scarborough sitting there with, a, you know, former Republican Michael Steele. They pretend to be a Republican still, but whatever. Uh, Joe knows uh, well from Maryland politics, former yeah. lieutenant governor of Maryland. Um, there they are arguing over CRT, which, ladies and gentlemen, is in fact real. Just go to wherever you buy books, barnesandnoble.com or the hapless Amazon or whatever, and just put in critical race theory. You can read right there all of the books on critical race theory, which yesterday Democrats insisted wasn't real and now today are forced to acknowledge is very real and is, in fact, in your schools, the racial essentialism that they preach. Here's another just good one from yesterday I wanted to show you. You know, Jameel Hill, is, this, is a, this is a very dumb person. Uh, very dumb. I mean, up there with Joy Reid, there are some people who are smart and lie. Jameel Hill is not one of them. She's a sports commentator or something. She just loves uh, acting like a racist and trying to call out white people for, you know, the dreaded white supremacist. Here's uh, Jameel Hill yesterday. Some of you saw this, but just throwing it in there. It's not the messaging, folks. The country simply loves white supremacy. Here they go again. With which, to which uh, someone put out on social media. Really? 
Um, <laughs> here's how it started. Here's how it's going. For those of you watching on Rumble, you can see the photo. If you're listening at home, it is a photo on the left. Um, I think it's backwards in my teleprompter, so forgive me. But on the left of Ralph Northam, either in a Klan outfit or wearing blackface, we still haven't figured out. Joe, have you figured out which one Northam is? Is he blackface nah, been, or Klan guy? I've been working on it. Can't figure <laughs> it out You was yet. working on it. Yeah. Working. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Guy, have you figured it out yet? I got Guy doubled down on that. You, you don't know. Yeah, Guy doesn't know. So the current Democrat governor of Virginia, who we haven't figured out if he's the Klan member or the blackface guy, and then the new lieutenant governor of Virginia, the great Winsome Sears, sitting there rocking her AR a uh, Jamaican immigrant to the country uh, and a fantastic American, a former, uh, not a former, there are no former Marines. That's a big That's faux right. pas. A Marine. Don't ever say former Marine to Marines. You know, hat tip little Joe. Joe, they're Marines. You're all, when you're a Marine, you're a Marine for life. Thank you, Winsome Sears, the new Lieutenant Governor, who happens to be a black female yeah. for your service to this country. Yeah, you're darn right. Good job. Okay. Well done. Nice job, Jamil. Nice job. Yeah, white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. So, all right, I, I teased it, but you need to see this. So in the morning, you you all know the procedure by now. I get up early, and I'm oh, not too early, six o'clock, I don't want to be dramatic. I get up at three o'clock in the morning. I love when people say that and they lie about it. I get up at three. Really? I saw your alarm clock for 6.30. About six, do the show in the morning, scrolling through social media accounts, various stuff, and I see this. I love Jason Whitlock's uh, podcast. It's great. He always finds these terrific guests. And I love to see the mass awakening of minority Americans who have now figured out that the cause of liberty and freedom on the Republican side is theirs. Or the conservative side, maybe not Republican, I shouldn't presume. But I love to see this mass red-pilling happening. I love it. I can't get enough of it. So I'm scrolling through. I see Whitlock's podcast, and I see this clip of a woman I, I shamefully I haven't heard about before, Shamika Michelle, who again happens to be a black female, which is only important if you're a Democrat. Just filleting, filleting these idiots on the left like you've never seen. Now, this clip is is like an, an hour, excuse me, a minute and four, an hour. I mean, that would be a long podcast. A minute and 47 seconds, which is unusually long for us. But trust me, this is worth every second of your time. Check this out. You may call, say, well, it's not critical race theory, but what it is is bull****. And technically, they are not teaching critical race theory. But I don't care what you call it. What you can't take away from parents is the ones that listened over the Zoom calls for the last year. You can't take away the experience from them of hearing the foolishness that their children were being taught. I don't care what name you give it or what you call it. You are not going to teach my little black kids that because of their black skin, they aren't going to make it. Because of their black skin, they aren't going to be anything. And I don't think it's fair that you teach little white kids because of their white skin that they're privileged or they're inherently evil. You can't take away the experience that parents have had over the last year. So you can get on TV and you can lie and you can, you know, say, well, technically it's not critical race theory or whatever. You can say that, but you cannot take away what we experienced during this pandemic and listening to what our children were learning. I actually heard my daughter in a class where the teacher was telling her how pitiful black women were and how she supports uh, Trayvon Martin's mother and sends money to her because black women are, we're, we're at the bottom of the totem pole. I was so upset when I heard that, that I wrote her a nice little letter and let her know, listen, you are not my child's white savior. And I don't appreciate you trying to put this in my child's head. Just because she's black, just because she's a female does not make her oppressed, does not make her at the bottom of the totem pole. And you don't need to form a whole classroom activity around trying to make my black daughter feel better about herself. <laughs> oh, man. Just let that one, uh, just, uh, just let that settle a little bit. That's like a fine wine. Let it breathe. I'm not a wine drinker, but I see people swirl on the cup thing. I guess that's to get some oxygen in there or something. I don't know, Joe. If you're a wine, I don't know. Just give that a second. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Now, I love that so much. I immediately contacted producer Jim from the radio show and uh, producer Sabrina from the Fox show and said, find her immediately, immediately, and get her on the shows. I will keep you updated on that. 
She brings up two great points, though, being serious here for me. Because I'm just, I watched that and I watched the whole thing. I wanted to just applaud. I gave it a standing O. I wanted to like recruit people to give a standing O. With, hey, buddy, you are you? Come and just give this woman a standing O. Brings up two great points there. That the pandemic and the teachers unions through Randy Weingarten and other forcing kids out of schools and locking down schools where the teachers unions thought they would use that as leverage to get more money. You remember that, Joe? We're going to keep the schools shut down. But if you give us yeah. more money, wink and uh, you give us more money, we'll open up. Oh, my gosh, did that backfire on these idiots and the teachers unions. Because for the first time, a lot of parents saw what their kids were learning at the computer and like, wait, 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 what, wait, what, did, she, what did she just say? About the white oppressor? What did, what did she just say? Shamika's right. Once you see that, you'll never unsee that. You can't tell us it didn't happen. We saw it. And she brings up another point. Folks, I'm not black. That's obvious. Okay, I'm Italian, Irish, German, and a little bit of French. My wife isn't black either. She's Hispanic. She's Colombian. 100%. I have not lived the black experience. I don't pretend to. I would never suggest to you that racism isn't real. Unfortunately, it is. Thankfully, it's getting to be a smaller and smaller percentage of this great and fantastic country. But it is real. Yes, there are some people out there who unfortunately judge people by the color of their skin. And that's a real tragedy. And real warriors for freedom like us in the conservative movement will always, always fight against that. Because we believe in God-given big R rights for everyone. 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 But to be a black mother, like she just described, and to witness your kid in a classroom being told somehow because that child is black, that they have these insurmountable obstacles to their own success and prosperity. Wait, what? Are you serious? Like, you're the kids that she calls white savior as a white liberal teacher? You think that's helping the kid? No, you will never get ahead, young black child. Everybody hates you. The world is racist. You will only survive on, on, on government benefits and the goodwill of other people. Can, can you imagine? Again, I can't replicate the black experience. I haven't lived it. But I can empathize. And I can understand how a parent would be red, hot, white, hot with rage. No pun intended. White, hot with rage. At hearing her child be told that because of the color of their skin, that their life is over. Can you imagine the indignity of that? Of course you can't. You're a white liberal. You don't know squat about anything. You live your little privileged life. Oh, look, we're going to help these poor black people who will never make it if it's not for us. Yeah, sure. Like I said, Libs, you keep it up. When your enemies destroying themselves, do not get in the way. And the Democrats are just completely melting down, burning to the ground like a forest fire. Any credibility they have with the American public. All right, coming up next, we're going to play the next sponsor, but they are in real trouble, the Democrats with minority voters. I've got numbers for you because on this show, we do facts and data. We just don't, we're not wasting your time like MSNBC. Racist, 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 white supremacy, racist, racist. Hitler, Nazis, fascists, hey, racist, thugs, Hitler, Nazis, fascists. We actually do facts and data on the show, unlike those idiots. I'm really sorry you're wasting your time. But I've got some actual data coming up showing you how thankfully minority voters are seeing that the conservative movement for big R, God-given rights for everyone, that's our cause. Your cause is our cause. It will always be our cause. Always. Get my word on that. I know it. I know it in my heart. That's why I'm a conservative. Okay, as I said before, Democrats are in the process of burning their party to the ground with ridiculous charges of mass white supremacy everywhere if you dare vote Republican. Here's a tweet by Ari Fleischer showing that, again, ladies and gentlemen, numbers do not lie. Democrats do. Numbers don't lie. This strategy is not working. And they are so stupid that they are so married to this bizarre, grotesque, racist ideology that despite the fact that the numbers are not in there, they are doubling down. Here, Ari Fleischer on Twitter. Key numbers for the future of the GOP. Glenn Youngkin, you know, new governor-elect of Virginia, got 13% of the black vote. 
Maybe saying, well, that doesn't sound that great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, context matters. Trump got 12% nationally. Romney got eight. McCain got four. This is a slow and steady improvement for the GOP. The GOP must keep making inroads here. Folks, I was told by a very prominent political activist who is a decent conservative a long time ago that if the Republicans, where we are now on the road to doing this, if the Republicans can get 20% of the black vote nationally, nationally, Trump got 12, which was historically high. Youngkin got 13 in Virginia. If we can get to 20% by a matter of simple arithmetic, the Democrats would never win another national election again. Very prominent activist told me that. Had gone through the numbers. I shouldn't say again, because you don't know what the future you know, will bring past you know, a certain point. But let's just say in the near, that's what he said. But in the very near future, the, Rep- the Democrat Party would be completely devastated. Just 20%. Youngkin got 13. Trump got 12. Trump got triple what McCain got. It's happening. Here was a, the media is panicked about this, of course. Here's a USA Today article, uh, hilariously by Chelsea Cox, who should just be embarrassed here. From Boston to Cincinnati, people of color won local elections in historic firsts. The gains ranged from mayoral elections to state offices. Notice how one of the names she leaves out is the actual state office holder winners in Virginia. Jason Miares, the uh, Hispanic who won the attorney general's race as a Republican, and Winsome Sears, the new lieutenant governor-elect of Virginia, who happens to be black. A lot of gains across the country, Joe. Just don't mention their name if they're Republicans. Just uh, be sure. Media's in on the fix here because the media has figured out what I just told you, that the Democrat numbers do not look good. Minority voters all around, like Shamika Michelle, are starting to crush the Democrat Party as they understand they have been taken advantage of. They have been lied to. And they've had enough of it. They're losing on issues, too. What did I tell you yesterday? The blue state model for red candidates. If you're in a blue state and you want to run as a Republican, the model is now clear. Run up the numbers in the rural areas, huge. Run up huge margins in the rural areas. In the swing counties, make sure you focus like a laser on issues that matter. And in the urban areas where you don't do well, drive up your opponent's negatives by pointing out simply how bad Democrats have destroyed the inner cities. Don't believe me? Look at this tweet by Michael Tracy. To the surprise of no one who actually covered the issue rather than relying on slogans, predominantly black North Minneapolis voters voted against the measure to replace the police department. Joe, this is a stunner to leftists. Leftists right now are like, wait, black people want police? They're like, what? 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 We don't. Uh, what happened? I was cleaning the chimney. We don't have a chimney. What? People are like, what the hell are you talking about? Remember the Amazing Spider-Man movie, the Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield scene? He's all got this, uh, He's got all these uh, dark stains all over him. And Aunt May comes in. Hey, what's all that stuff in your face? Oh, I was cleaning the chimney. She goes, we don't have a chimney. He goes, what? 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 what black voters care about <laughs> black America. We love you, man. We love you. I'm not kidding. I'm not being funny. Well, please, please join us in this fight for Liberty. We want you. We are desperately crying out. Please join us. Please join us. I, I, the, uh, this is a, by the way, this is a Joe, right? This is the oddest call by a bunch of, because we're Republicans, Joe, it's assume we're all white supremacists. Yes. Yes. Isn't this the weirdest call by white supremacists ever? please, Please, I'm, I'm not kidding to black voters. The oddest white supremacist call ever. I'm not joking. Please, please join us. Please. We are here for you. Issues that matter to you matter to us. We're no different. We're no different. It's a pigment in the skin. That's it. We know you care about policing. We know you care about public safety. We know you love your kids. We know your kids don't have insurmountable obstacles. We know you care about jobs. We know you care about health care. We know you care about government red tape. We know you care about that. We are with you. Please, please join us. Please join us. We are your allies. We are not your enemies. We never will be. You have been lied to forever if you believe the nonsense, the S with a hit in the middle that the Democrats are shoveling. Come on, you guys. Come along. Come on.
Yeah, you know, yeah. please. And he, he brought up a good point. You know, black voters who know their history as well. Yeah. Stuff that's been done to them. You think they don't care about body sovereignty and vaccine mandates? Black voters know a whole lot about history. Don't you dare disrespect them. We are on your team. Now, here's an Axios article I found. It's from October, but it's still worth your time. Folks, the left knows, knows they have a problem here. There's a, quote, double threat. The crazy thing is they are so obsessed with their hatred. You may say to yourself, wait, before I get to Axios, you may see the fair question for you to ask right now is, hey, Dan, if the left knows the numbers, they do. They're, they watch this podcast, Media Matters and others. They watch this podcast. If they know they're losing on this message, why are they doubling down? Please, you forgot the golden rule. That's why. Don't ever forget the golden rule. We think Democrats are people with really bad ideas. Liberals think conservatives are bad people with ideas. Folks, they think you are bad people. They don't care. They have to attack you because they feel like they're attacking bad people and it makes them better people. The fact that it is causing a mass exodus from the Democrat Party is concerning to them, but not enough to get over their rage. It's not enough. That's why I said don't get out of their way. Let them do it. This Axios article is worth your time. It'll be in the newsletter. Again, it's from a month ago, but the double threat the Democrats are facing by endlessly focusing on fictitious charges of white supremacy all over. Left warns of double threat. A progressive group has warned Democrats that they're facing a double threat heading into the midterms. Voters of color aren't supporting Democrat candidates at the same rates. And the Republican Party is inspiring first-time voters of color to turn out and support it instead. My gosh, that's the best news I've heard in so long. I say to black, Hispanic, Asian voters again, I am not the official spokesman for the conservative movement. But I am a pretty darn strong believer in big R, God-given rights and liberty and freedom. You are welcome. We want you here. We need you here. We can't do it without you. You are welcome. Welcome, with open arms welcome, with a big fat hug at a MAGA rally or a conservative rally or a Tea Party rally, you are welcome. We will make you feel at home because you are home. Please don't believe this nonsense they're feeding you. We are there for you. We will always be there for you. I promise you. They are using race as a weapon. It's a disgrace. They're always welcome here. All right, um, man, this show flew by. My gosh, 46 minutes. I just looked up like 46 minutes in. What the hell just happened? Like, I got to read one more spot. One more spot. What do I got here? I got the best story of the election cycle. You may have heard it. And uh, the cat lady strikes again. He's putting together a little thing for the cat lady. She's going to get a special part of our show because it's hilarious. She's creating a business for us. And she's too stupid to see it coming, which is just fantastic. Thank you, cat lady. Thank you. We really appreciate it. We are thoroughly enjoying every single moment of this as you trap. Let's keep it going. All right. Uh, but the best story of the cycle coming up next, if you heard it, there's a trucker from New Jersey who did something super special. Trucker named Ed. We love truckers. We talk about them all the time on the show. This is, uh, if you've already heard this, I'm sorry. I don't like bringing up stories you can see on cable news because I don't want to feel like I'm you know, wasting your time. Like We already saw that, but the story is so good, I got to repeat it. If you want to read the full story by Tori Richards in the Washington Examiner, it'll be in my newsletter today. A trucker from New Jersey. God bless our truckers. You know we love you. We talk about you all the time. A trucker who spent $6,000 on a New Jersey Senate campaign is about to unseat probably the most powerful Democrat outside of the governor in the state of New Jersey. The state Senate president in New Jersey, Steve Sweeney, if you don't know the name, it's fair enough. Many of you don't live in New Jersey. Many of you don't. Steve Sweeney is the deal maker in New Jersey. Almost nothing happens in the state of New Jersey without state Senate president Steve Sweeney saying so. Ask anyone in the Northeast. This guy has a massive amount of power. I guess he took for granted his own election, though. Kind of reminds me of a couple of other people, like that guy on the Democrat side who let AOC creep up on him. What was his name? Joe, uh, Joe Crowley, who let AOC just creep up on him. The trucker's name is Ed Doerr. I'm trying to get him on my show this weekend, unfiltered on Fox. He's in heavy media demand, obviously. He's about to beat this guy. Steve Sweeney had $2 million in his re-election bank account. The trucker, uh, Ed Doerr, spent 
thousand. And Ed Doerr said something last night in an interview. He was on, was it with Tucker? I think he was on with Tucker or maybe the seven o'clock show. I don't know. No, he was on with Rachel. I'm sorry. In the seven o'clock show, Rachel Campos. And he said something amazing. Rachel said, you know, what was it like for you to win? And Ed Doros appears like he's going to be the next state senator from New Jersey. Or one of the next state senators. He said, I didn't win. He said, we won. And I thought, man, we need more of this. And he said something else. He said, these aren't our political leaders. He said, these people are political officials. We need more of this. More of us. That's us. And thank you, America's truckers. Feeding us, getting all of our medicines delivered. It wasn't for you. We'd have none of this. Thank you. And thank you, Ed, for running. Shows the importance, by the way, of always, always getting a name on the ballot. Always. Critical. All right. It's time for a cat lady update. You know, we love the cat lady. We toy with her every day. Uh, this show lives 24-7, 365, rent-free in uh, Nardini Jammy's head. She is, as you know, uh, the cat lady because of her prolific ownership of many cats. Um, don't know what she's doing with all of those cats. It's quite bizarre. But um, the cat lady who uh, works with uh, George Soros to crush free speech and um, intimidate a bunch of hapless, dopey companies, the cat lady has incentivized us. Of course, she's entirely unaware of this because she's too stupid to figure it out didn't she tweet too i don't know what damn bonjito's up to oh my god yeah of course you know you're smart enough to figure it out but uh thank you i guess she thinks we're engaging in this back and forth with her uh because we have a bunch of time to waste she doesn't see what's happening which is just delicious by the way so uh by the way cats are not delicious so uh do not eat cats that is not a good thing very bad so yesterday, he was um, Nandini. So Nandini is uh, taking a victory lap again. Yesterday, I mentioned she got Zipcar to cancel our website, Bongino.com and BonginoReport.com, which is great. Thank you, Zipcar, for telling my... Oh, have you ever heard of Zipcar, folks? Is it... What is Zipcar? Is it like a... Hold on. We're going to do this. I know, what is Zipcar? never heard of it before. So I, I, don't, I, I thought it was Zipcar, something about a skin condition. Zipcar. It says it's cars on demand. We are here to help 11 a.m. to 11, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. So Zipcar, it looks like some kind of rental car. Zipcar, it's at Zipcar on Twitter. Um, Zipcar. So uh, she convinced Zipcar to drop our site. So Zipcar apparently does not care about conservative, Republican, or moderate Democrat business. So that's good to know. We appreciate you, Nandini, highlighting these companies who we really uh, don't want on our site at all. Um, because we're in the middle of a reconstruction process, really helps us. So yesterday she doubled down on that one and she got gum gum. Joe, we've lost gum gum now at gum gum. I don't know what gum gum is. Is it a chewing gum place? I don't know because we don't really uh, give a damn, but gum gum. So the cat lady in between bouts of feeding her cats and and, and suckling on the caboose of her, her master, George Soros, who, uh, who uh, owns her, uh, George Soros tells her, you go out there and you do that communist stuff. And she's like, yes, George, no problem. Hold on. I got to give my cats their nine lives. They really like the nine lives. So gum gum. How are we, are we going to be able to survive? Guy? Um, so Joe, Guy's going to furlough himself. Okay. And I think, um, you have to look into it. Very sorry. I know things you've been with me a long time, Joe, you were the first, but, um, we're going to have to work out a plan. I don't know how. How Bongino.com is going to survive without us. Uh, three days a week, man. I mean, yeah, please, thank you. you know, think yeah, of something. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, maybe just we'll do Monday through Wednesday or something. We'll have to just tape Thursday and Friday shows. So Zipcar, uh, that's good to know. We will not be uh, using Zipcar. And uh, we definitely won't be. I would say we wouldn't be using Gum Gum. uh, But candidly, uh, I have no idea who Gum Gum is, nor do I care. So Nandini, please, again, we're begging you, please keep this up. Please keep it up. Get as many of these companies you can. Highlight it on our show on a daily basis. So my conservative audience and me, knows going forward as we construct our parallel economy, which apparently you're too dumb to figure out what's going on. Please let us know so we can keep the list going. So Ford still hasn't answered us, by the way, Ford trucks and cars about their association with Nandini, which I find odd because she took a celebratory lap suggesting Ford was canceling their ads from a conservative free speech site. So that was weird. Ford hasn't really gotten back to us on that. They said they would look into it, but I got to check with my guy. So uh, keep it up, Nandini. So I just, uh, you know, to the companies out there who work with the cat lady, just fair warning. Um, this is total asymmetric warfare. 
the brand damage Nandini with her thousand followers or whatever um, does to you uh, will pale in comparison to the brand damage done by crossing conservative uh, Democratic moderates and Republican Americans. So you'll figure that out one of these days. But keep it up with the cat lady. I hope you're enjoying that. Go visit her in her mommy's basement in between bouts of her nine lives feeding. <laughs> we doing that cat lady thing, by the way? You going to do that? Because that's going to be funny. Yeah, that'd be good. Jim's okay, good. We have time for this one last one. Uh, you know what? Let's do it. Let's throw up this Paul Krugman tweet. Let's squeeze this story in at the end. So Paul Krugman, who uh, stunningly won a Nobel Prize in economics, which I find fascinating. Paul Krugman tweeted this out yesterday, which is so embarrassing. You should turn that Nobel Prize in immediately. He says, you know, whoa, you know, one issue that seems to have influenced voters Tuesday was the price of gasoline. Paul Krugman, shocked by this, by the way, over which Biden has no control. He doesn't. Here's U.S. gas prices and the world price of oil. Gas prices are clearly going up. Joe Biden has no control over gas prices. So you're telling me Joe Biden's desire to spend $3.5 trillion of money we don't have, which is causing mass inflation because the money has to be printed, which I'll show you in a second. That money then chases the same amount of goods and prices go up. Krugman has a Nobel prize in economics. He doesn't know this more money chasing less products means higher prices. Does he understand fractions and ratios? This isn't complicated. And then on the second part of that, Biden has no control over that. And Biden has no control over the supply. He just shut down the Keystone pipeline. There are refineries and federal lands we're not building out uh, uh, oil production, petroleum production on. He doesn't have any control over that. Is Paul Krugman really this dumb? Of course he is. He's just a liar. If you look at this Peterson Foundation thing, too, the Federal Reserve owes more treasury notes and bonds than ever before. Gee, why is that? It's because the Federal Reserve is printing a lot of money and then buying dollar-denominated assets from the treasury, which gives the treasury money to spend it didn't have before. Paul Krugman, of course, is just figuring that out now. We would call that, if you did it, we would call that counterfeiting. Just incredible. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate it. I'll be on the radio today later on. Uh, we'll be discussing the cat lady and all these other uh, revelations later on. And don't forget, uh, that, yeah, questions for tomorrow. You could submit them on my Locals account. Please download the Locals app. I'm at D. Bongino. Just submit questions. I'll just put out questions with a question mark and please answer on my Locals account and we will get to some of your questions tomorrow. Again, Locals.com or download the Locals app and I am at D. Bongino. I'll put questions and then just let them rip. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.